You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right. Welcome one. Welcome all. I know that does not sound quite the same without RJ Ochoa saying that, but I'm your host for the night, Jess Navarro. We're trying this new thing here on the Blog and the Boys Roundtable where we are switching hosts every week, keeping you guys on your toes a little bit because we don't want to be too predictable. Nobody likes that. We're going to keep you guessing every week to who is your host, although I feel like uh, you'll get a hang of the pattern eventually. Until then, Welcome, everybody. I am joined here by three incredible gentlemen that you already know, and we're going to go around and just kind of say hello. Danny Phantom, you uh, said you were going to be a little bit late today. You ended up being early. I'm very proud of you for that. So other than your meeting ending early, how was the rest of your day? It's been going pretty good. I'll tell you what, though. There's a guy that cut in front of me when I was trying to get gas. I was waiting in line, you know, and it was full, but then one opened up, and the person behind me started in there. And so I've been agitated about that all day. So I'm hoping that you guys can kind of just uplift my spirits and bring me back into a good mood. I'm so sorry that you had trouble at the gas pump. You know what? We are wishing that guy a very hot pillow and not a cold pillow because it gets very aggravating when your pillow gets hot in the middle of the night. So I hope he has a hot pillow, not a cold side of the pillow tonight, just for you, uh, Dan. Tony Catalina, my friend, you're still in that brick house. Brandon was telling me all about it yesterday. Uh, and I heard that you didn't actually know what that song was. Is that true? No, no, I, I didn't. You know what? I lied and said I didn't know it, so I wouldn't have to <gasps> sing it. So <laughs> That's almost worse. Dishonesty. You know what? I might have to take points away for that. I don't like that. But you know what? We love a brick house. We love that you're here. And also, if you have not checked out Tony's uh, episode of First and Ten with Cavante Turpin or his article, please go do it. It's fantastic. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's all the things. So please go do that. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, we have Brandon Clements. Brandon, how are you doing? You know what? Before this, I was doing my studying of how to host this roundtable and fill in the very big shoes that RJ has left for us uh, when we host for him. But you know, I was reminded of something and I'm not going to hold it against you. I just want to make it clear to everybody. You are a wrestling fan. I'm not going to hold it against you in your point giving tonight. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be unbiased. But other than that, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually uh, wearing a wrestling shirt tonight. I, I, I knew you were, uh, I knew you were hosting, so I had to make sure I threw the wrestling shirt up. <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. I uh, just a uh, little tired. My, uh, my eight month old's a little, uh, she doesn't want to sleep very much, so I've been on about oh. eight, eight hours in the past three days. So I'm a little tired, but well caffeinated. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's keep that. Co a coffee? A coffee or soda guy? Uh, no soda. Actually, uh, I do uh, healthy, healthier energy drinks, if you can oh. believe that. Okay. I love that. Healthy energy drink. Keep them flowing. Keep them coming. Bottomless healthy energy drinks for uh, Brandon because he absolutely deserves it uh, with that little baby and the little babies that he has. 
and they are just so cute if you have not seen them. Okay, we're going to move on because what is not so cute, guys, it has been 30 days officially since we have last seen our Dallas Cowboys play and 30 days since our heart was ripped out of our chest, spit out, stomped on, ripped apart, and we're still picking up the pieces. And as Cowboys fans, I feel like we're kind of used to this cycle of, we get our heart broken and then slowly free agency starts to roll around. And then, you know, we have a little light at the end of the tunnel. So what I figured we would do tonight is we would have a little fun because, hey, that's what we're all about here on this roundtable is we are having fun. And the way we do that, well, sales pitches. That sounds fun, right? It sounds fun when you're thinking about it like this. Here is your hypothetical, everybody, because uh, Brandon Laurie, my co-host on the writer's block, actually helped me come up with this last night. We were playing a game on our podcast and I said, okay, well, let's pretend we're the Cowboys front office and we're making these, uh, you know, decisions as we're going down this free agency list for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm still on that power kick apparently. So I'm going to pretend I'm the Cowboys front office. You can pretend, uh, I don't know. You can you can think I'm Jerry Jones for the night, if you will. Stephen Jones, really, whoever you want me to be, the front office as a whole. What these three gentlemen have prepared for us are sales pitches for the Cowboys free agents that, one, they're either going to franchise tag or they're not going to use it at all, or two, just the free agents in general that they think are absolutely needed uh, to get. And keep in mind, we're talking about that franchise tag because that tag window officially opening today for the next couple of weeks until March 7th. So, yes, guys, it is a very long offseason, but Danny, how are you doing so far with this offseason, because we're kind of at the starting line, if you will, of what makes it seem a little bit quicker. Yeah, you know, honestly, I love the offseason. Um, you know, I know there's the time where it's like there's no more Cowboys football, but then maybe about 10 days after that, I start to think about, you know, everything that lies ahead. And I've been like completely, you know, getting starting to get consumed by all the things that that I really enjoy, you know, with the free agency and of course you know the draft coming later and just how the cowboys operate so to me it's a fun time uh you know i it's, it's one of actually i'm i'm lucky i'm at this is the one one thing about my sickness that i actually feel good about is the fact that these this lull between no football and football it's not so bad for me so I, I'm, I'm pretty excited i i think it's going to be interesting because you know there was some shakeups last year and i don't know that well, it's yeah there be, was how could yeah, we forget yeah. trauma traumatizing for sure yeah. but i don't i mean this year's going to be kind of a new a, a new set of shakeups too i feel like there's gonna be some decisions that have cowboy fans up in arms and you know and i'm not i'm kind of excited to see what direction it goes but at the same time too it's like you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm curious and maybe a, a little bit scared but you know that's the fun part of the off season as taylor swift once said I don't love the drama. It loves me. Tony, do you feel like we are in for a dramatic offseason? Or do you feel like it's going to be a little bit more mellow where uh, Cowboys fans in general are going to get what they want? How do you forecast this offseason, especially with this franchise tag that we may or may not see here in the next couple of weeks and then free agency after that? How do you think that's going to play out? You know, it's... <laughs> It's funny. I, I, it depends on what you think is theatrics, right? I think um, we've come to a cust or expect a certain 
you know, way that these off seasons go with the Cowboys front office running the show. I'm hoping for a little more fireworks. I don't need the, you know, the grand finale, so to speak, but I, but I need some moves to be made. And I think a lot of these young guys, the young stars they're building around are, are speaking to that. Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, CD Lamb, when given the chance to speak on it, they, they know that their time is now. And I think they're speaking to the front office if they value that point of view at all. Um, I don't expect it to be a big boom, but there are some people that can make some, you know, make some moves and, and really help this team. And um, I, I guess I, I guess I'm waiting and seeing what's going to happen, but I do hope to see a little bit more than the norm moving forward. I like that. And Brandon, you know, we have seen our fair share of coaching changes just within these last 30 days. We said adios to Kellen Moore. We're seeing more of this Mike McCarthy era really forming, if you will, and uh, and Dan Quinn. I mean, even on the defensive side. So, so far, how are you feeling about these coaching changes, these new hires? How do you feel about that? Because, again, that is part of the offseason. What do you think about it so far? I'm cautiously optimistic. I think, you know, Kellen Moore, I mean, his track record speaks for himself. I've been a big, I've actually been a pretty big fan of Kellen Moore over, you know, over the years. I think he's, I don't think he gets enough credit for, for what he's done for the offense, but sometimes when you're just, you know, it just seemed like it was stagnant and I just felt like it wasn't anything Kellen Moore, I feel like necessarily did completely wrong. I felt like we just needed a breath of fresh air and, and Mike McCarthy, I think is fighting for his, uh, his job, I think. So I think having ha- having Schottenheimer uh, coming in and uh, and and kind of uh, guiding the guiding the ship with Mike McCarthy, I think that's that's going to be interesting. I'm just curious to see how that's going to shake out, especially with the players that we have uh, coming back and players that we're going to be drafting. You know, maybe maybe not so much uh, of the the big splash free agent moves that we're you know the Cowboys are not used to doing, but if we can find some good bargains, I'm I'm always okay with that. But it's you know, at the end of the day, the, the coaching staff, I mean, defensively, special teams, I'm, I'm not concerned. I think Dan Quinn is one of the best defense coordinators in the league. And uh, I think Bones Fossil, I think he's one of the best special teams coordinators in the league. So I think I think overall, I think it's I think the coaching staff's in good shape. I'm just cautiously optimistic because, you know, it, you know, Kellen Moore did such a decent job over these, you know, these handful of years. I'm just curious to see if this partnership of Schottenheimer and McCarthy really takes that offense with Dak Prescott to the next level. What was interesting, too, a great answer, by the way, Brandon. What was very interesting uh, is Jory Epstein put out an article, uh, Super Bowl week, that she caught up with Dak Prescott. And she asked him, hey, you know, how much of the offense do you think is going to change with McCarthy? He said about 20 to 30 percent. So cautiously optimistic. I think that's the best answer. But you know what, guys? I can't wait anymore. Let's start with our BTB free agency sales pitches because I'm just really excited to see what you guys elevator sales pitch for me. I don't want a long sales pitch. Keep in mind, I am the Cowboys front office. I have people to see. I have things to do. I don't exactly know what they are, but I know I do. I know I have things to do. Obviously, I'm the Cowboys front office. I'm always busy, uh, I would assume, right? So let's get started because I'm just dying to see who you guys think is the most important. Keep in mind, I gave these guys a limit of three. So one can be the franchise tag, obviously, and we're keeping it to three of these free agents. Let's real quick go down who the Cowboys free agents will be here in the next couple of weeks. We have Dalton Schultz, Anthony Brown, Dante Fowler, Leighton Vandresh, Anthony Barr, Jason Peters, CJ Goodwin, Jonathan Hankins, Jake McQuaid, Noah Brown, Carlos Watkins, Matt Overton, Luke Gifford, 
Cooper Rush, Brett Maher, Connor McGovern, T.Y. Hilton, Tony Pollard, Terrence Steele, Rico Dowdle, and Donovan Wilson. Just to refresh the memory there, because that's a very long list. Surprisingly, though, it's not as long as it was last season. And look how this season turned out, if you want to continue to be optimistic. There's your dose of optimism here on the BTB Roundtable. So, Let's shake things up a little bit. Dan, I've been starting with you all night, so I'm going to shake it up a little bit, and I'm going to say, Brandon, you're going to go first. You are going to pitch me your first guy. Are you using that franchise tag or not? I am, and I'm using it for one player and one player only, and his name is Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard, at the 10, 10, little over $10 million that the uh, the, number is, the numbers have come out uh, today, I think $10 million, that, that puts him at ninth, uh, ninth highest average running back salary in the league. And I think Tony Pollard is easily a top 10 running back in my eyes. So I think it's a good bargain. I think that's that, that's where, where the offense is going to take to the next level. And I think that's, you know, at 10 million, I think that's I think that's a good bargain for Tony Pollard. All right, we're sales pitching me. So what's $10 million? I'm going to pretend like that's not a lot of money in my eyes because, wow, that that is a lot of money. Um, I don't even know what I would do with $10 million, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But the point is, all right, sales pitch. You were going to hit me with it hard. Why should I franchise Tony Pollard? I'm the Cowboys front office. I have all the power in the world, the Cowboys world, that is. Why am I doing it at this moment right now? Because I can. Regardless of his injury, his production speaks for itself. He's the most dynamic player on the offense. And there's there's no way we can let, let Tony Pollard walk. I think he's just he's just that good of a player. He's just... He's just starting to get to that next level because we've been using Zeke for so long. It's you know it's time for Tony Pollard to take take the uh, the reins of this uh, running game, and he's also very good in the pass game as well. He 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 checks all the boxes, and, and to me, you can't let him go to another franchise and let them get the best Tony Pollard. That's just to me for ten million bucks, uh, you know, for the franchise tag, you you, you got to keep him in town. I think it's it's just it's just too too easy to to do. You just got to do it. All right, Tony, let's hop over to you. Are you using your franchise tag or no? I am not. I think oh. Brandon is correct. And if you were going to, it, it would be for Tony Pollard. I think that's the one and only answer, in my opinion. But I'm going to sales pitch you to the point where I don't think it's worth it. I think they're going to look for a fresh restart at the running back room. I think they are snake bitten by the Ezekiel Elliott contract. They, that was a bad that was a bad contract. I think Ezekiel Elliott got the best of that one. Um, they don't really have to compound and put more money into that position when this running back class in this draft is very deep. I mean, there is starting caliber guys four rounds deep, you know, getting production all the way, you know, deeper than that. So I don't think you have to. I think that this is something that the Cowboys don't need to press the issue on. Um, I think Tony Pollard is a dynamic player. He is probably the most dynamic player on that offense. And I would like to see them not make the move and focus and really kind of push this offense to find pieces around. Like if you're not going to sign Tony Pollard, it's because you're aggressive in other ways and you're trying to add talent around him. And, uh, you know, it like, you know, not to you know sit on the fence about it. I'd be okay with it, but I'm strongly in the side of don't do it for now. So you're trying to talk me out of franchising, franchise yeah, tagging I, Tony Pollard. Ten oh. million dollars, like you said, is a lot of money. You can probably get a couple of pieces for that. And um, with the running back room the way it is, um, Malik Davis and some of these guys that are coming up rookies, I think it can be found elsewhere. elsewhere. Okay, okay, okay. All right, uh, Dan, how do you feel about that? Are you team franchise tag or no franchise tag for Tony Pollard? Because I'm one in one. 
I'm I'm swaying both ways here. I don't know who to pick. Help me out a little bit because as the Cowboys front office, I'm confused right now. These are such good sales pitches. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't blame you for being confused because this is a really tough decision. And uh, you know, I'm glad you saved me for last here because, I mean, honestly, that what they said, I agree with everything. You know, and I've gone back and forth with this because of what Tony said. You know, this is a really good draft class for for uh, running backs, and the Cowboys certainly could supplement a running game by going a cheaper route. And you know, 10 million is that's that's a good chunk of change. But I am for team franchise Pollard, and this is why. And I, you know, I, I don't think you can just give away this type of explosiveness. I think you know, when was the last time the Cowboys actually had a running back break off so many 15 plus yard runs? And I mean, he had 19 of them last year, and that that ranks third in the league. That's something that's very valuable to this offense. And and I know you're talking about well, you can just get it. You know, you can get things from other guys, but you have to look at the things that really differentiate him from others. And I, to me, I think Pollard is a sure thing where rookies wouldn't be. They bring about of unknown. So, and what I mean by this is he knows the offense. You know, he's improved quite a bit as a pass protector. Uh, and speaking of protection, the guy doesn't fumble. I mean, just three career fumbles. You know, he fumbles once every 20 games. If you go back and look at the Cowboy running backs that have ru rushed for as much as he have, I mean, that just blows everybody out of the water as far as uh, protecting the ball. So that's, that's something that's very important. So um, to me, I think Pollard is deceptively tough. He's shifty. You know, he's got that great second level burst. I love a back who can blast through the running holes and I want TP for my run holes. Dang, Danny, you won over our comment section here. You will find out at the end of this live stream if you won over my heart uh, with that decision. I'm not going to tell you guys what my final three decisions will be. Uh, of course, one will be, are we franchising, uh, franchise tagging Tony Pollard? Yes or no. And then I'm going to have these guys elevator pitch more of these free agents that we just listed. And then by the end of the stream, I'm going to have three that I picked based on your sales pitches. So do a good job because if you don't, well, then you don't get your guy picked and then the world's going to crumble. I don't know. I don't know what will happen after that. It's just not good. It is just not good. So let's go back around. Brandon, who are you trying to sell me on for this free agency? Who is the first guy? Of course, we know you want to franchise tag Tony Pollard, but who are you trying to convince me to get uh, re-signed during free agency? I, I actually have a few guys, but I've been going back and forth between Leighton Van Der Esch and Connor McGovern. And just because I really, I think the offensive line is, I think it's still a weak point from a depth perspective. I think if you can get the Connor McGovern back in the mix, he knows, he knows the system, you know, you know, he knows, he knows what he needs to do. He's a good player. He's been, he's been solid, you know, his whole career. So for me, Connor McGovern, I think you always got to work, work with your guys up front. And I believe, I believe that's the way you go. I still think you need to draft draft a, a lineman in the draft at some point, but I believe Connor McGovern would be a good choice because I think if the price is right, you keep him, and he's arguably probably your starting left guard unless you decide to draft draft a you know guard early in the draft, which I would probably lean towards maybe the middle middle rounds. I think there's other positions of need that I think we're a little bit further away on, like cornerback, receiver. So, but I think Connor McGovern is a good start. Uh, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch is there too, but uh, you know, I have to. I, oh, it, when I if it goes between linebacker and offensive line, I like the guys up front first because we need to protect Dak Prescott. I think that's very important, and I think Connor McGovern is a is a good find and a good a good keep for the Cowboys and uh, for the offseason. All right, so you said give me Connor McGovern uh, for that first 
choice, essentially, for free agency. Okay, so we have Connor McGovern, Tony Pollard in the mix. Tony, who are you going with? Who are you going to elevate or pitch uh, this next free agent to me for? Who Who is it going to be? I want to know. I'm dying to know. My fellow uh, sales agent here, Brandon, stole the thunder with Connor McGovern. But I will say my number two guy is somebody worth fighting and banging on the table for, and that is Leighton Vander Esch. I think we saw a clear divide on this defense when he wasn't out there. Um, the run game just looked different. The energy just looked different. He really kind of showed his true colors in the Tampa Bay game. And, you know, going from what we think of Leighton Vander Esch now compared to a year ago when people weren't even sure if he was going to get brought back, his fifth-year option wasn't picked up. He ended up signing a one-year deal on some modest money. I think this defense, looking at it as it's constructed now, um, he's a piece that they really need to consider to throw a little bit of money, a little bit of stability, maybe two or three year deal, have him back in that room. Because right now, as I look at it, even Luke Gifford is a free agent. So we're looking at a room that has Devin Harper, it has, you know, Jabril Cox and Dam- Damone Clark, and that's like it, you know. So there's some youth and some, you know, hopeful, you know, proje- production moving forward. But at the same time, you want that stable piece, Leighton Vandash, allow Micah Parsons to do it he does maybe draft in the draft as well but let Leighton Van Ash kind of be the middle guy he earned it at this point from this year so you're telling me you want to keep the zoo in Dallas you want to keep the lion and the wolf hunter just going and thriving on the defensive side of the ball all right cool great choices so far Danny who are you going to sales pitch me next I am the Cowboys front office I make all these decisions and I'm going to do it I'm going to make very good decisions for this team but I need to be convinced why yeah, you know, my answer to this is actually going to be it depends on who I can get for the right price because I love those players that they mentioned, but I'm not so sure I can afford them. And I, I feel like they might be a little bit priced out of Dallas. Uh, so to me, I'm going to actually, you know, I'm trying to, you know, think like the Joneses do. And I want, and so that's why I'm going a little bit cheaper here, but it's still a player that I really love. And I'm actually going to, I'm going to address the the run defense as well, but I'm going to go with Jonathan Hankins because I just loved the signing last year. I mean, if you follow the Cowboys too, you've been kind of like just pleading for a guy like this for for a long time because this Cowboys they just don't they just don't like to go after these kind of guys. I don't know if it's just that they're not very they just don't look very hard. It's like when I'm going in and I'm and I'm trying to find the can opener, I open the door, I can't find it, and I'm like, you know, I look for a good old maybe five, 10 seconds. And I, and I give up. Then I ask my wife and like, boom, she, she finds it right away. You know, I just don't think the Cowboys look very good when it comes to uh, nose tackles. And I think they found one. He was very reliable. Um, you know, he, he gives a lot of push, you know, he, he's not a guy that gets bullied. He sometimes he's the bullier. And, you know, I like that the Cowboys, you know, they just don't, they don't throw any draft capital of it. So I feel like this is where they, they need to address it at free agency. You know, if you look at guys like Bohana and Ridgeway, those guys are like day three flyers, you know, so they're just, we know they're not going to go big there. So I, I feel like we just, just shore up our nose tackle position. You know, he's better than Antoine Woods. He's better than uh, Don Terry Poe. He, he's, he's a solid player. You know, he, Hankins is a good player. And I'm not just saying that because of all 10 tweets he had last year, one of them he was retweeting me. You know, although that does help, but Hankins is my guy. I hear some biasness going on. You had me sold until you had the bias comment. You I'm even being honest with you. Compa- I love the honesty. You had me sold, though, even comparing him to a can opener. I didn't expect that. What a turn of events tonight, uh, everybody, because, wow, I never thought Jonathan Hankins could be compared to a can opener. And yet here we are just establishing new things here in all things 
blog in the boys universe. Danny, thank you for that. That was great. So, so far off the table, you cannot repitch somebody who your fellow colleagues have pitched. So, so far we have LVE, Connor McGovern, Jonathan Hankins, and of course, Tony Pollard. So Brandon, who are you pitching to me next? Oh, that's an easy one for me. It's, it's Donovan Wilson. I think uh, if we can keep him in town for the right price, I think Donovan Wilson is a great piece. I believe, you know, with, with Dan Quinn's style of defense, it's good to have plentiful uh, of amount of safeties. So I think having him with J. Ron Curse and Malik Hooker, I think that's a good idea. I do like what Danny, I do like what Danny said about Hankins. I think going down like the Jerry Jones, the Jones world, I think he's the perfect bargain bin. So he's probably the most realistic uh, option of the, uh, of the group. But, you know, if you're looking to get the bigger name players that I think are going to make a, I would say an arg- arguably a bigger impact, Donovan Wilson is that guy. I just, uh, the only issue I have is, 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 is there going to be enough room for, for cap space? Because I feel like he's getting priced out towards like the eight to 10 million per, per year. That's just the kind of player he is. Donovan Wilson's a great player. I don't, I don't know if I would pay that much for him. I think, I, I think I'd go a little bit cheaper, but I, I just really like Donovan Wilson. I think he, he, what he brings to the table, he's, he sets a tone for the defense. He's just a, he's just a great football player. And he's been a great developmental player too. The Cowboys drafted him in the sixth round a handful of years back. So, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy with his progress and, and the way Dan Quinn to play safeties, he's the perfect, he's the perfect player for, for Dan Quinn. And I think pairing him up with, you know, keeping him with J. Ron Curse and Malik Hooker, keep those, that trio together, I think is a good thing for the defense going forward. That three-headed monster sure can be terrifying when it is at full force. Uh, Brandon, that was a very popular answer here with our audience because everybody is going crazy for some Donovan Wilson, but the audience is not making the decisions. They are not the Cowboys front office. I am. So just like to remind everybody who is praising Brandon for that incredible answer, you still don't get to make the decision. And you know what? Normally I don't talk like this, but I'm trying to get my like inner Cowboys front office mentality out. And I feel really bad about it, but I'm just going with it. Like, it's very not like me. So you're seeing a new side of me today. And I hope, uh, I hope it's, I hope it's intimidating to you guys. I really do. Uh, Tony, thank you. Thank you so much, Tony. I hope you're not intimidated enough to miss out on this next sales pitch. Who are you pitching next for this Cowboys free agency? Got me shaking, Jess. So yeah, I'm a little startled there, but I will say Brandon's doing a good job. I know Dan's going to come with somebody that's, uh, you know, makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to stand on the table for another linebacker, somebody that's probably not going to get as much attention, but I think the Cowboys need to find a way to keep Luke Gifford in the fold. I think that has something to say about how the linebacker room is. I think he is a special teams core guy. I think um, John Bones Fossil, you know, he loves him. I think he's somebody that needs to be in this in this room. And it's it has a lot to do with the money involved. I think you can get Gifford for a very, very fair contract. I think he's somebody that understands the the program. And, you know, whether it be due to injury or somebody not being able to get the job done, um, Luke Gifford saw himself with some defensive snaps. But more so than that, he's one of those special teams type of captain guys, somebody that they look at in the C.J. Goodwin type of, type of role. And, you know, honestly, I, I might have swung bigger if I didn't have these guys here with me to sell some other guys but i think um brandon did a good job and i think danny's gonna be able to uh, to bring it home for us so luke gifford sign him even if it's short term another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we're having some displeasure, if you will, in the comment section over the answer. Trey's telling you uh, minus five points. Tony, I'm so sorry. Uh, Trey, you're not making the decisions here, but you are <laughs> taking points away. That's just so messed up. He said it is Clark, Clark Cox, and Harper time now. What is your rebuttal to that? Because I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing some rebuttal in the comments. Fight them back, Tony. Tell me. Tell me why I shouldn't listen to these other people that are helping make the decision for me, the Cowboys front office. So I pay attention. I don't know if you guys pay attention. I pay attention to the comments. Trey is anti Leighton Vander Esch as well. So he wants to roll out three linebackers and he wants all of them to have nine snaps apiece together. So we need to keep the talent in there. We need to draft it. Uh, Luke Gifford, Leighton Vander Esch, these guys help. Doesn't mean that Luke Gifford's going to take snaps from Cox or these guys, but um, you, to win, you got to have 53 bodies out there. And I think he should be one of the 53. Dang. Tony is calling Trey out by name. I like it. Plus five points for Tony. Cause I like that uh, kind of animosity here at this round table. All right, Dan, we have a long list already going. You have one guy left after this one. So who is your second guy that you are pitching to me right here, right now, in front of everybody in the world, live on this Blogging the Boys Roundtable? So I'm going to pick a player that it's – this is the – my colleagues here, you know, below are divided on this guy. And, you know, this is not going to get score any points over in the comments because people don't like this guy. But you know what? I don't uh -oh. care. I do wow. though. So I, my, I like it. Let's shake it up. So I, I want to bring back our favorite, our favorite outside unappreciated corner, Anthony Brown. And I want to talk about, you know, when you look at the contracts of Byron Jones and Chidobe, Uze, you know, it, you know, it really appreciates uh, the bang for the buck that the Cowboys got with, with Anthony Brown. You know, I, I want to back because, you know, he, he fits Quinn's system really well. He's done a good job of keeping things in front of him. You know, he's not getting beat as, as bad as before. Um, I think that if, if you look at the Cowboys, they just don't have a, a guy, another guy on the outside right now. You know, Bland is good, but he's a slot guy, you know, and Lewis is only a slot guy. Uh, so I, I think that Brown was on the cusp of getting a solid deal in free agency. Uh, but the Achilles injury uh, will discount that for sure. So, you know, give us a one-year affordable deal. And use that time to, you know, to bridge a rookie corner who hopefully we can land in the draft. And I think that would set us up nicely. So to the fellow over there with the Achilles tear, just bring him back, bring him back. Wow. Wow. You know what? I'm, I'm scrolling through the comments now. I don't even know if I can keep up. Uh, David gave you plus five, Danny. He said, AB is a solid pick. Uh, Army mom, Heather said, AB, dear God. I'm just, I'm just the messenger here, Danny. It's not me. Uh, Kevin said I need to mute you. Uh, that's rude. Kind of, 
kind of rude, but you know what? I, I like that. I like a little it's, fight in our round table. Expected. Yeah, you know, it is expected. And so I'm just going through um, because, yeah, AB is one of those players that either you love him or you hate him. There's just no in between for Cowboys fans. There's just absolutely no in between. So it's interesting to see uh, the diversity in the comments here on that. So, all right, Danny, you had so far uh, the most, I wouldn't say unpopular uh, opinion with that last player, but we have one more to go around the table. So Brandon, who's your last free agency player? Give it all, give it all you have, because this is your last chance to get to talk to the Cowboys front office for now, because I might shake things up just a little bit here in a while. Uh, I'm the Cowboys front office. You never know what to expect from me. So I might shake things up, but who's your last guy? My last guy might not be a popular choice either, because he's had a few uh, drops this year that uh, may have cost uh, the Cowboys a few games, but I think you can bring back Noah Brown. I think he could be a solid fourth or fifth wide receiver, which go back to what he's good at. Let him be that blocking, that blocking player in the run game. And, you know, if you need to use him as, you know, as, you know, as like the, you know, the fourth or fifth option in the pass game, I'm okay with that. I just think Noah Brown was utilized incorrectly just because there wasn't much behind CeeDee Lamb in the, in the pass group. So the pass catching group. So I think Noah Brown, he still has value. And you could still, you know, take putting the, the Cowboys past, you know, free agency uh, moves over the years. They like a good bargain bin. And, and I don't think uh, I don't think they're going to get out bid for Noah Brown. I think I think he's a cheap enough player where he still fits a role as that fifth receiver. And, you know, and, and he can play that blocking. You know, and again, that, that helps also where you don't have to carry a fullback, which I know the Cowboys don't do. But that also helps because he can he can get out there and block. He's one. I think he's one of the best blocking blocking wide receivers in the in the league that's just my opinion on it so for me i think if the price is definitely going to be right i mean the cowboys you know with limited salary cap space i would definitely bring him back in and then you know to shore up the receiver you know whether free agency or draft to fill in the gap between cd lamb michael gallup and then i would say noel brown is my fifth receiver i know there's some in-house you know options that are there you know which I, you know they haven't really proven too much to me so i think I think a receiver in the draft and free agency, I think maybe a combination of both, you know, for the third and fourth receiver, Noah Brown is your fifth. I'm very happy about that. So I bring Noah Brown back for another go round. I would also like to add to your sales pitch. This is a non Cowboys front office. Jess, this is just blogging the boys. Jess, she's back to help you out a little bit. He's also a special teams guy and we love the versatility because Cavante Turpin, which if you haven't already, I'm going to plug Tony's article and podcast again, go listen and go read that podcast. Cause it was incredible. Anyways. Um, if you haven't already go listen, I'm going to say it forever and ever. Cause it was so good. Um, but if something were to happen to Gavante Turpin, Noah Brown's your next guy up for that returner position. So just to play devil's advocate here to all of the hater comments who's saying Noah Brown, get rid of him, see you later, uh, no more Noah Brown, who exactly would you provide for that returner to position? Say you get rid of Noah Brown, Gavante Turpin, for whatever reason, isn't able to be that returner. Who do you guys think? We'll go roundtable for this one because I was talking about this with Brandon, my other other Brandon, my co-host, uh, Brandon Laurie, last night on the writer's block. Who do you guys think would take that position that could be versatile within, you know, the not only the offense, but special teams as well? Brandon, you can go first. I, I, my answer is pretty easy. I think it's Malik Davis. I think he'd be a great, a great move there. I think he has enough juice and, you know, he, the, the, the stigma with return guys is you have to have four, two speed, which is, you know, 
it's a great thing to have with Kevante Turpin. I mean, he has he has got Tyreek Hill's uh, speed, but Malik Davis is very he's still very quick, but he also knows how to read read blocks. Sometimes Turpin's not really good at reading blocks. He's maybe the fastest guy in the field, but I can't tell you how many times he's running to Calvin Joseph. So that you know that ran into you know he ran into him a few times where it cost him potentially a touchdown. I think Malik Malik Davis is the perfect guy. He you know he runs a good he runs a good forty time, and I think he he knows he knows angles. He knows how to hit the holes. He knows how to foul blocks, and that's the kind of return guy that I want out there. I think you know, and and the, here's the best part. He he can still be the backup running back. So you're not you know he 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 can still come in you know and, and spell you know, Tony Pollard, and if Zeke's there, you know, he could throw a Zeke in the mix. But, I, you know, bringing him in there, let him get some touches because when he has touched the ball, whether it was, you know, in, in the running game this year or in the pass game, he's pretty dynamic. So I think in the special teams to get him some more juice, why not put Malik Davis out there? Tony, do you agree with that? Do you think Malik Davis is the answer if Noah Brown is not selected during this free agency? So the the answer is Malik Davis, but and and don't shoot the messenger with this. But just looking at what the Cowboys have done, and you know what CD Lamb has done this before. Trayvon Diggs, they threw him out there in the middle of the game. So if this is somebody goes down mid game, these are some of the options. I think the absolute correct answer is Malik Davis. But understanding that some of these superstars that we don't want to see back there have done it would do it and can do it in these moments. So um, as scary as it thinks to put your number one cornerback and your number one wide receiver out there, they would probably be option two and three. But the absolute right answer is Malik Davis. Interesting. Thinking out of the box. I like that. Danny, what about you? How do you feel about this whole discussion? Do you think it's Malik Davis or do you go along with Tony to say, hey, you have these rookie guys. You have uh, Trayvon Diggs that can basically act as a wide receiver, a returner, a cornerback, uh, any, anything really he wants to do in this world. I, I highly believe he can do it. How do you feel about that? Or do you think there's another option? Uh, so I think there's another option. First off, uh, reiterating, I agree. It's Malik Davis. And Tony's right. There's other guys can do it. And Lamb could be the punt guy. And Tony Pollard, if he's retained, could be the return guy. Um, so you, there are players that can do it, but I don't want those guys doing it. I actually think the answer is probably not on the roster if, if we if it wasn't, you know, Turpin. I think that the I'm very curious to see who they go for as far as trying to find that third receiver that can create separation and help the offense. You know, and there's some guys out there that actually can return some punts and kicks and stuff. So it could you could get a like a combo you know, a package deal with a player that they bring in there. So I, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I certainly don't want, I don't want Trayvon Diggs doing it. Um, Cause you know, if you don't, if you're worried about CD lamb getting hurt, you, you should be equally worried about Trayvon Diggs getting hurt. So to me, if it's not Turpin, it's going to be somebody um, that's not on the, on the roster. You know, what about an old friend of ours, like Cedric Wilson jr. You know, I wonder what he's doing these days. So, you know, but who knows? Salt in the wound, salt in the wound, Danny Phantom. Don't do that to us. But, uh, okay, all right, so we ended on Noah Brown. Tony, who was your last sales pitch for this round before final decisions are made? No pressure or anything. Yeah, no pressure at all. Um, <laughs> so for me, I, I this is going to be like a lukewarm sales pitch because we're so deep into it now, right? There's only so many pie people to go around. Pie, excuse me. But, uh for me, you can never have enough. I like pie as the Cowboys front office. I like pie. So thank yeah. you. Plus 10 you points. Like, you did yeah. say you like puns. So, you know, a, a Stephen Jones pun can't hurt. Um, but 
you know, for me, it's you never have enough pass rushers. So I'm going to I'm going to talk about having Dante Fowler come back. I think it doesn't force your hand to have to use early draft picks on defensive ends if you don't need to. I think there are more glaring holes and needs that if the board can fall naturally, you can take care of those positions. Um, you, But like I said, Dante Fowler can bring some juice. He didn't have the big production. He didn't have the big numbers. So I think his cap hit can be relatively easy to swallow. Um, that's something that Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones really obviously look at. Um, but again, he has some pass rush. He has that veteran presence. And, you know, he doesn't have to take Sam Williams' snaps. He doesn't have to take Michael Parsons' snaps. You know, Dorrance Armstrong, there are guys in front of him, but this guy can give you some of that veteran presence. You have now started a debate of pie in the comments. Once again, I will never escape this whole pumpkin pie conversation. I will die on the hill. The pumpkin pie is superior. I don't care what y'all say. I'm the host. I can't get points. So I'm going to say it all day, uh, every day. Danny, oh, key lime. Try saying key lime. No, that's not even an option. Guys, we're going wild with the pie in the comments. Tony, I hope you feel bad for starting this. This is absolutely insane. Um, Danny, let's switch topics before we get too deep into this pie conversation. Who is your last sales pitch for this evening? Well, first off, I wanted to start off by saying that I don't like my uh, colleagues' picks there. And I, I, I think that, you know, you look at a player like Fowler. I, he's a good, good player. I'd love him to have him back on the on the cheap and cheap, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, to me, you know, I don't don't want to pay a guy who's going to you're going to need to get snaps, and I don't want him to be a progress stopper for for Sam Williams because I think he's I look to see Williams have a really nice you know sophomore year, so I don't want like that. Also, too, with the Noah Brown thing, I love Noah Brown, and I've given him him a lot of love and a lot of a lot of articles over the, the years. But I feel like with Frick and Frack that you know those guys would get put them on the field, you know they can do the inline blocking just as well. To where it's like I really just if we're gonna have a receiver, I wanted him to offer something else. So I don't want those guys on the roster. Um, but I'm gonna go with a, I'm gonna go with a, yet another unsexy pick. I'm gonna do the tr- you know the hat trick of unsexiness here. I'm gonna go with a guy who I hope they sign, maybe they cut, put on the practice squad, bring back when they need them, and then turns out to actually prove value. And that is also in the trenches. I'm going with my boy, Carlos Watkins, who has never retweeted me, but I'll tell you, he is one of the most underrated players. You can let it out that, that you're upset that he's not retweeted you. I, I'm not upset. Manifest it for you. We'll, I'm just, we'll speak it into existence. I wanted just to say that this is complete unbiased. That's my point there. Maybe he has, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, Nonetheless, Watkins is, I mean, he he is one of the more underrated players on this Cowboys roster. People don't realize, you know, when Hankins got hurt too, you know, they Watkins played more and the Cowboys just never really had a nose. And um, Watkins comes in and he just, he just makes plays. So, um, you know, I was actually, I thought he would make the roster last year. And then, you know, the Cowboys, they were so deep and, you know, they even had to cut Ridgeway that, you know, that's how deep they were and, and, and defensive tackle on Tristan Hill now, you know, he, you know, they released him eventually, but Watkins is a guy that I would not have a problem with seeing him return. So I know he won't cost very much. So yeah, give me Carlos Watkins. That was good. That was really good. Dang, Dan, you were on a roll tonight and you know, we're still seeing pie comments, everybody. So real quick, just give the people what they want. Let's round table. What is everybody's favorite type of pie? Brandon, we'll start with you. Oh boy. Um, I guess I guess I gotta go. It's like a chocolate pie. I guess it's, I'm I'm not a big pie guy to be honest with you. Oh, are you okay? I did see a comment earlier. I don't remember who said it. They said cheesecake is technically pie, which I agree with. Do you agree with that? Are you more of a cheesecake kind of guy? 
Uh, I don't mind cheesecake, but it's not my favorite. Should it be called cheese pie? No. Oh, that does, that does not sound good. No, that no. Sound good. no, I agree with Danny. I don't think it sounds good. But if it's technically a pie, shouldn't it be called cheese pie? It's not really a cake, is it? Yeah, I'd rather have a cake than a pie. That's just me. Uh, okay. Tony, favorite kind of pie? I need a cherry pie with a big scoop of vanilla ice cream on top. The ice cream is important. Very elite uh, combination there. Danny, favorite kind of pie? You know, first I want to say that everybody is entitled to their their own favorite. So I judge no one for what they like. You know, if you and having said that, don't judge me when I tell you that my favorite is lemon meringue. I love I'm it. Judging it, you? No, no I'm I know judging. You, I, I did, that comment was yeah. specifically for you. Yes, and it, I'm did, judging you. it did nothing. It did. Yeah, no, I might as well nothing. just been you know on mute. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, but no, that's I just love it. I, I I have it you know once a year. You know Thanksgiving. I know it takes a lot of work to make the meringue. I don't actually make it, but it's to me, it's a it's a yearly treat, and I just think it's fantastic. Okay, all right, I love that you treat yourself, and you deserve that, even if it's with lemon meringue. To each their own. I respect it, Dan. Um, all right, so I'm going to go through this list because these are the guys that you all had mentioned out of our free agency list to get signed right. Obviously not right now. We can only franchise tag. Keep in mind that franchise tag window is officially open uh, across the NFL starting today until March 7th. Free agency starting on March 15th. So starting March 15th, we want these guys uh, now. So Tony Pollard was mentioned as potentially being a franchise tag, if not uh, just a free agent in general, uh, get him a deal. LVE, Connor McGovern, Jonathan Hankins, Donovan Wilson, Luke Gifford, Anthony Brown, Noah Brown, Dante Fowler, Dante Fowler, and Carlos Watkins. So that is our list. That is who me, the Cowboys front office has to pick from because you know what? I, I like how this Cowboys pie is coming together. It's specifically pumpkin if we're talking about it uh, in my world. So, you know, it's not lemon meringue. Sorry to anybody, uh, Danny, who thinks that that is how the best option should go. It's pumpkin. Pumpkin is the superior pie. But in this case, the superior choice was to, yes, put the franchise tag on Tony Pollard for this Cowboys front office decision. Let me tell you why. That is because, to me, the franchise tag is uh, a way to, I guess, get away from having those long negotiations that could take too much time and give other teams time to kind of sneak in. And he is going to be a guy. Tony Pollard is going to be a guy that you want, whether you have that ankle injury or not. And something I had mentioned on the podcast last night was that this ankle injury should not impact Tony Pollard's price at all because it's not a nagging injury. He's not injury prone. And I hate that kind of context. This was a freak accident, ugly hit on Tony Pollard that took him out uh, the way it did, but it's not a nagging injury. Now, will we see if it can be? That shall be told when the season starts back up. However, the medical staff with the Cowboys do amazing things. So I have no doubt that come training camp when he's uh, cleared to practice again, we're going to see Tony Pollard being Tony Pollard. So as the Cowboys front office, I'm making the executive decision to franchise tag Tony Pollard today. All right. Uh, as far as our free agents that we can start, we can sign starting March 15th. I'm going with a couple of, uh, of guys here that, I didn't think I would at the start of this. To be honest, I had some preconceived notions of who I wanted. That changed because y'all's uh, sales pitches were so good. I'm going with the first guy being Jonathan Hankins. Surprisingly, uh, Dan, was it, it was you that pitched Jonathan Hankins, right? It was. Does that make a difference? 
It, it no, I just was he was not a guy that to me was priority first, but I loved the way you brought up how there was essentially a little bit of a drop off when we saw him uh coming out of the season injured. And then when he came back, that run defense looked pretty patched up. So Jonathan Hankins is my first free agency signing. Uh, and this is in no particular order. This is just the, the list that I'm going down. Uh, Donovan Wilson is my next one to nobody's surprise. Um, Dono impact player and just the sky's the limit. You know, Dan Quinn loves to work with the safety room. I'm so excited to see what Donovan Wilson can do here. And then I'm going to throw you guys for a little bit of a loop because I'm the Cowboys front office and I can do that because I want to. And so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have you guys debate because this would not be a decision without some controversy. But here's the thing. You get to debate between two players. So we're going to go between Noah Brown and Anthony Brown. The battle of the Brown uh, men here, uh, Anthony Brown, Noah Brown, who are we picking? We're going to go around this round table because I want to make sure we pick the right guy. Danny, I'm going to start with you. Are you picking Noah Brown or Anthony Brown? And I think I already know your answer, but I want you to think for a second. Don't just say the first thing that comes to your head. Think on it for one second. Okay. Your second's up. Who are you okay. picking? Uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do something crazy here. No, I'm not. I'm taking Anthony Brown. So, I mean, it's to me, That'd that's bold completely. Yeah. I, I don't think we can, you know, we can't undervalue the, the you know, having a, a solid outside corner opposite digs. And, and honestly too, I want, I want Bland to flourish in the slot. I don't want us to experiment with Nation Wright and have, throw him out there and have corners, you know, two suspect corners in two different spots to me. So that, to me, I feel like just Anthony Brown provides that extra security. Uh, so that's, that's why I'm going to go with Anthony, uh, Anthony Brown. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to unfold. I know. That's why I had you go first. <laughs> Tony, Anthony Brown or Noah Brown, who is your final decision? Absolutely zero pressure. I know I keep saying that for you, but I feel like I keep putting you in these positions to just make these really big decisions here. And you hold the fate of who could potentially be resigned uh, to this hypothetical Cowboys team that I'm running. So who are you going with? That's why you bring me here, Justice. I handle the big the big decision. So um, for me, I think the injury makes it more convoluted than it probably is. If if Anthony Brown wasn't uh, injured, I think it'd be an easy answer. I think it's Anthony Brown. Um, Noah Brown, you know, he he served as well. He his purpose is fine. I think Noah Brown is fine. You know, he does he does his role. I think this year he was extended more than he probably should have. At no point in time should he be a number two wide receiver or even really a three, in my opinion. Um, Anthony Brown has been quietly one of the most consistent players on the Cowboys. I think he's not a very popular opinion. He's not somebody that the fan base loves. But if you look at the numbers, when he went down, it all it went haywire on the back end of trying to figure out pieces and Trayvon Mullen and Kelvin Joseph and Nation Wright. It was just it just never was right once he went down. Now, the fact that he's injured means when is he available? Is it October? Is it November? You know, are we talking late September at the earliest? Like the injury doesn't make this an easy answer. But but the answer to me in just in a straight up easy sentiment, it's Anthony Brown, and I don't think it's particularly close. Wow, you had us on a bit of a roller coaster there. That was very up, very down. I didn't know which way you were going to go. It kept me on my toes. I like that. Well I done, Tony. That. that was great. That I don't know about y'all, but I, I didn't know which, which way we were going to go there. But all right, Brandon, 
are you going to be the lone wolf here that really tries to convince me that Noah Brown's the guy? Or are you just going to uh, fall into this peer pressure for your colleagues? Um, and and then I have to be like the mother figure that's like, if your friends did it, are you going to do it? So which way are we going here? Standing my ground. I just, if I'm taking, I'm taking Noah Brown over Anthony Brown. I, I think Anthony Brown's injury is one thing. I just, I just don't think he. I, don't, I think, I think at this point, Bland can play the outside corner. I, I think I've seen enough of him where I think he's an upgrade over Anthony Brown, even before the injury. I just, Anthony Brown is just not, not the guy. I just don't, I just don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's gonna be a cowboy. That's just, that's just kind of the way I look at it. And Noah Brown, to me, he, he still has value. Yes, he's a fifth. He's still a fifth receiver. The price will be cheap, so that's the other part of it. I think it's gonna be cheaper to keep Noah Brown over Anthony Brown. And to me. How I look at it is this. I think Diggs is obviously an outside corner. Bland's an outside corner. He could definitely do it. And Lewis Slot, I think he can do that as well. And here, here's where I'm thinking. The Cowboys are going to go cornerback, I think, in the first or second round in the NFL draft. I think that's where they go. And I, I'm looking at a list here. And I mean, I would take, I would take Joey Porter, Chris Gonzalez, Cam Smith. I don't think Witherspoon's going to be there. I think he's a top 10 pick. But I would take any of those guys and put them right, and put them right in there um as you know as the next cornerback i just think brown is just to me i think brown brown's done i think he's cooked I, anthony brown i think he's just i think he's done in my opinion and um again i think noah brown's the way to go dang i don't know danny do you have a rebuttal to that i feel like you do i just want to say something quick about uh well, you know what because because brandon brought him up i'm actually going to say not only do i want them to bring back brown but i think that uh, Jordan Lewis is going to be a cap casualty because I just don't think he offers any value anymore. He's basically a backup slot because Darren Bland has that job now. That's his job. And also, too, I was impressed with what I saw from Israel McQuamu in the sense that he can play the slot. You know, I mean, he was doing a really good job with on, on Chris Goodwin. And um, I, I, to me, I think that it just gives extra depth to where the money they're going to they're going to save money by. Uh, letting L- Jordan Lewis go because th- to me I just don't think he has any value. So that that's why I think I place a stronger emphasis on on securing an outside corner. That's all. Tony, oh, we're going back to Brandon. Hold on, we're having yeah. a bit of an argument, yeah. a very nice argument, if you will. Brandon, what is your rebuttal to that? Daniel, you made my point for me too. I mean, Israel Mukwamu, I think that's another option. I wasn't even thinking about Izzy. I was thinking about uh, my other my top slot, three guys. Slot option, mind you. I think Deron Bland can play the outside. He's got enough length. He's got enough closing speed. I, I think I think Deron Bland is going to be a legit lockdown corner, outside corner in the league for a long time. He has the making. He just he just has a he just has an energy about him. He's a good tackler. He does all the things you want. And he's I I think yes, he can play the slot, which makes him multi-tool, the multi-talented. But Deron Bland to me, he can play the outside, no problem. And and Izzy Izzy and I think and Lewis. I mean, even if Lewis is, you know, maybe Maybe he's maybe he's the, the the fourth fourth corner. Maybe he's the backup slot. But I would rather keep Jordan Lewis on the roster over Anthony Brown. That's just that's just my take on it. Brandon, you're naming all these things that Deron Bland is, but the one thing you did not say is that he is anything but Bland for that minus oh, five on. points because you should know <laughs> me better than that. Tony, you are itching to say something. I can see it. What do you have yeah. for us? I mean, let me be the mediator here, right? Uh, let, be, look at the facts. I think what, what Danny is saying is correct. And I and what Brandon says, it has some validity to it too. But they were very apprehensive to move Deron Bland to the outside. He was an inside guy. 
until it wasn't, until it couldn't anymore. So Durant Bland moving to the outside was a necessity move. Also, in the same breath, I'm very excited about the prospects of Israel Mukwamu, but he we've only seen limited action there at a corner. I know he was drafted. He was a cornerback at South Carolina. I know that there were some training camps and practices where he looked like that big body corner, and I know he wants to play it. But there is some, you know, growth to be had there. He needs to find a role because there is a reason why they waited until the playoffs to even put him in there. You know what I mean? And it was more so, I mean, like a matchup type of situation in Tampa. So I'm, I'm encouraged by Israel Mukwamu. I think Deron Bland is the, the, the nickel corner of the future. I do think that they're looking at the outside corners back position. Now, Anthony Brown, you know, for me, it's, the guy has done his job, right? He's given up big plays, but we've seen what instability looks like on the outside. And even though Anthony Brown is liable to give up some big plays and get caught up in coverage sometimes, we've seen some really consistent play. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, like I, I'm gonna, I'm all I need for arguments to possibly bring Anthony Brown back is to see the panic that they had once he went down, and that's kind of the situation. Now I'm big proponent in signing or drafting somebody in the first round cornerback wide receiver i need some guy early first two three rounds to get that solidify that position because of the anthony brown injury if he wasn't injured i think it's an easy pick brandon anything to say to that i feel like i'm just feeding you to the wolves at this point i I would take i literally would take any any of the top five of your your top five cornerback prospects in the draft over anthony brown any day of the week that's just i would too but but that's it's got to fall that way so the the, the, the free agency has to be figured out before the draft happens you know what i mean we can't go in there with massive gaping holes so there has to be a way to cover your your back end before you get to that point Thank you for keeping that D rated. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think Joey Porter, I think he, I think he's, he's the guy that's going to be there at 26. I just, I think he'll be long gone. I I personally think think he's, I think he's going to be top 15. I don't know if he gets past his, his dad squad at Pittsburgh. I really don't. Don't don't, don't put him at Pittsburgh. I don't want to see that. But, but to Tony's point is we cannot be solving this problem with the draft. We can't count on that pick being there. So as the Joneses would do, we fill these voids now. And so we don't go into the draft. Or having needs and we can draft pure. And that's the Cowboys strategy. That's the Cowboys way. So that and that's how we should be thinking too. Or I could play devil's advocate and say draft and develop might just be the Mike McCarthy way. So I don't Who know. Are you? are you are you McCarthy or are you the Joneses? Um I'm the front office. I switch between personalities and whoever I feel like being in the moment. Uh okay. hello. I'm okay. I'm the Cowboys front office. I don't owe you an explanation. You sound like McCarthy though. now. So okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Brown just doesn't need you on the Cowboys anymore. I think he, I think he's just a bad spot on the roster at this point. Okay, well, Brandon, that is not your decision to make. You are not the Cowboys front office. That is me. Uh, just a brief reminder here: uh, the classroom got a little out of hand over here. So, um, again. Let's go down the list before I announce not only our final signing uh, for this roundtable, but our roundtable winner. So we franchise tag Tony Pollard, uh, signed Jonathan Hankins, Donovan Wilson, and I'm actually going to go with Anthony Brown on this one. Cornerback uh, is something that makes me so nervous. And, um, you know, I think when you see the drop-off that you had when Anthony Brown was out, it's scary. Um, I don't know what he's going to look like post-injury, but again, I have nothing but faith in that Cowboys medical staff to rehabilitate uh, guys that go down with these kind of injuries. So I'm going to go Anthony Brown, but you know what? That that took everything in me, Brandon. I 
last night did cash in on Noah Brown. Uh, just so you know, on the whole free agency list that Brandon, other Brandon and I did, I did cash in on Noah Brown because I do think he holds value with this team as well. So technically there's no losers uh, here. However, Tony, if you had to pick a loser of this round table, who would it be and why? Oh, uh, you know what? I'll I, say I I'm the biggest loser. RJ come out too. Like I, I feel like that's something RJ would do. And I just, yeah. I, I really feel like I needed to say it. So RJ would ask me to pick the, yeah, RJ would ask me to pick the biggest loser and then tell me why it was me. So like that's, you I'm know, not going to do that, but I will say, who do you think should not win the round table? And keep in mind, there's four of us here. So mm. there's a little loophole. There's a little hint for a loophole you could uh, do there if you want to be nice. You know what? I'll uh, I'll say that I should lose because I'm a team player. When we win, when we win, it's we. When we lose, it's me. So there we go. Wow, wow, that was that was beautiful. Wow, I'm really proud of you for that. We love that for you. Uh, that brought a tear to my eye, but unfortunately, that can't last because we have to announce a winner. So, um, I'm actually surprised. I feel like RJ has this way of predicting the future almost without trying. He's like the new era that's so Raven. So it's that's so RJ because his prediction today was that Danny Phantom was going to be the blog and the boys around table winner. And you know what, Danny, I was blown away by your answers today because you had guys that, you know, I didn't even think about non Cowboys front office. Jess, just regular blogging. The boys just didn't really think of, you made me think outside of the box. Uh, and I think everybody can say that that was the general consensus for the day. Uh, how do you feel? Did that help brighten your day up a little bit more? I I'm not saying I felt obligated to let you win because of the whole gas pump situation, but that did like soften my heart a little bit at the beginning. Did this help make you feel better? I appreciate that because I was really angry at the gas station because I do not like people that just lack that ability to be, you know, just to share and, and don't conform to society. But I will say, I, you know, when I was listening to your, you know, having three of the of your four players, you know, make make the grab. I want to say that I, to me, I feel like you're part winner of this too, Jess, because I think you did a fantastic job grading. You know, these the obviously if you, you know, pick three you know, of, of, of the ones that I said. So, but I don't know if RJ's influence somehow, he just made you think, you know, Danny's going to say good things tonight. I don't know, but I think he did a fantastic job. I also want to say that I was super impressed with Tony and, and his ability to just constantly think through things. You know, he just didn't grab an answer and go with it. He, you saw a good thought process there. So super impressed there. And even Brandon, despite not agreeing with things a lot, he, you know, stood his ground. You know, he has, he has his thoughts. That's where, that's where it's at. And there's, he's, you know, he's not wavering. So all, all in all, just impressed with everybody. I think everybody did a great job. So, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, glad to be here with you guys. Danny, you already won. You don't have to keep buttering us up. That's why it, it's I'm I'm being genuine. That's you know that I have nothing else to gain by it. So this is that's very this. sweet. Tony, do you believe that? Do you believe he's being genuine? Oh yeah, Danny's a genuine guy. He's always genuine. But I would be remiss because we do this for the fans. And I and I wanted to say this since like the first minute. Shout out to my guy Rick in the in the comments. He's from Central Mass, like me. We're from the same area. I saw him say that. That's the coolest part about covering the Cowboys is that there's fans all over the place. This mean this guy probably live five miles away from each other. So shout out to Rick. Hello, Rick. I don't know who you are, but hello. I hope you like pumpkin pie, Rick. Um, if you don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but all right, guys, we have come to the end 
of this week's Blog and the Boys Roundtable. What an honor. Thank you guys so much for going along with me as I hosted this thing for the first time. Again, we're doing a rotation of hosts, so don't freak out. RJ is not going anywhere, but uh, you have a new host next week. I'm not going to say who. I am going to say you do know the person, obviously, but I'm not going to say who because it'll give it away. Um, it's going to be a good episode. Make sure to tune in. Of course, make sure to tune in to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network, uh, where everybody does such amazing stuff. Read these guys' articles. If you don't already, please support all my fellow BTB colleagues because they are all so smart, incredible, and we are just so lucky uh, to work in this community with all of these amazing minds. So with that... Tony, it wouldn't be a roundtable without you leading us out. And because you lied last week or a couple weeks ago about not knowing the Brick House song and you admitted that, guess what you get to lead us out with? You are going to sing us out with Brick House or, or. I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up. I'm what losing was that? You. That I'm was horrible. You. Oh, my goodness. Um, He's don't... in a tunnel. I, I guess I was going <laughs> to say, if you're singing, that was horrible. Do not go out for American Idol ever. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was going to give you an option here. I was going to say you can either do Brick House or I personally would be a fan of a Taylor Swift song of your choosing to go out of this whole thing. Brandon, I'm not asking you because you're a wrestling fan. Tony, lead us out in three, two, one. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. That was great. Thanks, Tony.